Welcome to the podcast and thank you for tuning in. I am your host Michelle Adra and I am a curious soul that like many others wants to live my best life. Here I am talking about subjects that go beyond the clouds such as what is EFT tapping? Why are we depressed? What is shadow work? Are tarot cards to be trusted? What diet is best for humans? Are our fears valid? What did Socrates have to say about life? And much, much more. Join me in my thoughts as we go beyond infinity. This is the Beyond the Clouds podcast. Hi, beautiful souls. My name is Michelle Adra, and thank you so much for listening in to today's episode. Last week, I talked about high and low vibrations. I've been repeating that we are all energy. So could we use tools to communicate with spirit guides and the universe? Well, today I am going to talk about tarot cards, which is a tool many uses today when they are seeking guidance. And before I dig in a bit about the cards and, and maybe the readings a bit, I want to talk a bit about the tarot history. Where did it all start? Well, some say it goes back to ancient Egypt, but because there are no exact or concrete evidence of this, many argue that the first tarot deck was first mentioned in 1440 in a diary by a man in Florence, Italy. It started out as a playing card deck or playing cards. And considering there were no printers at this time, tarot cards were considered a luxury used by the wealthy nobles. So not everyone had access to these very beautifully illustrated cards at this time in history. Now, tarot cards were inspired by the normal playing deck that many of us, the classic one that we all know. But the differences were the trump or triumph or triumphy cards that were part of the tarot card deck or the tarot cards. And these are illustrated cards. They are known as the major arcana today. And we will talk a little bit about that later. It seems to be a bit unclear, however, how the playing cards evolved to tarot cards from these classic deck of cards that we know. But tarot games seems to have been played since at least 1440 and were called tarocci or tarocini, uh, something like that. And it is still played actually today in Naples. French soldiers were the ones that were taking this deck, these tarot cards, to France after they arrived in Italy. And toward, this was happening towards the end of the 15th century. The tarot cards and the different games and, and spreads that were used were spreading across Europe at this time by or with different travelers. The name and illustrations changed a bit depending on which culture it passed through. It was first when the Industrial Revolution happened and printing was possible that more people could afford these uh, tarot cards and own their own deck of tarot cards. Remember, the first ones were hand-drawn and painted and therefore only the rich had access to them in the early days. It wasn't until around 1781 that tarot cards were used in more mystical sense. When a priest who called himself and I'm going to have trouble to pronounce this, but Kurt the Gebelin, maybe, first looked at the tarot deck. He claimed that straight away he knew that it was not European, but seemed to have symbols that could be found in the ancient Egypt. 
He wrote a book about his theories and, well, another man claimed he knew better and made his own deck of tarot cards as well. But like I said from the very beginning when we were talking about this, where, where did it all start? It's hard to know if these, when the actual first deck of tarot cards were ever made. But I don't want to dig too much into the history of tarot cards in this episode, however, because yes, it's very, very interesting, but I do want to have some time left to talk about its usage today in modern time. As you might already know, there are endless of designs when it comes to tarot cards today, all from Disney characters to the old and very classic decks like the Tarot of Marseilles. Seven to eight cards is what you will find in a tarot deck. 22 of those cards is in what is called the Major Arcana. And then you have 56 cards left that is considered or named the Minor Arcana. And in the Minor Arcana, you have four suits. You got wands, swords, pentacles, and cups. Then it is from one to 10, as in a normal or classic deck of cards, as you might already know. But then what is different in the tarot deck compared to, and the minor arcana compared to the classical deck of cards is the page cards that are in each of these four suits. So four pages are the additional ones in this minor arcana compared to the traditional classic deck of cards. The major arcana is when in a reading, when they show up, they are usually referring to big life events. And when the cards from the minor arcana is showing up, they are usually talking about the everyday life. I'm not going to try to make this too complicated, but that's just a simple definition. So, of course, cards in the minor arcana can have much more meaning, especially if they are in a combination with cards from the major arcana. It completely depends on what spread you're doing and in what context you see the cards coming in. And there are endless amounts of tarot spreads that you can do as well. The two most common ones, in my opinion, is one, the three card spread. This might look like a very simple spread, but it's very powerful and gives you a good guidance in any question you might have. Usually the tarot reader looks into the past, the present and the future, but it all depends on your question, of course. It could, for example, be what you think about a certain matter right now. The second card could be what you feel about a certain matter. And the third card could be what you should do in a certain matter. So these one, two, three can be different steps or different perspectives of a question that you might have and want to find an answer to. The second most common one, in my opinion, is the Celtic cross. This is one of the oldest spreads and is still used by many tarot readers today. This spread has 10 cards, sometimes 11 if you are making a spread for someone else. Then the 11th card is a so-called significator card. So the cards are in a spread and each has its position. The first card is representing the current condition or situation of the person who the reading is about. And the second card is about the core obstacle in the question, in the matter, in the condition, how, whatever it might be that we're looking into here. And the third card is about the subconscious influences of the situation and condition or that will affect the condition and situation. 
And the fourth card is about the person's strengths or tools in the matter. And the fifth card, the past of a condition or a situation. So we get to see a little bit what has been. The sixth card is where the person is going with the energies that are right now. And the seventh card is the person's attitude or thoughts or actions relating to this situation or condition that are being, well, the highlight of this reading. And the eight card is what energy the person have due to people around them. The ninth card is the wants or fears of the person the spread is about. And the 10th card is the outcome based on these current energies. This is a lot of information. So I understand and you obviously don't need to remember this all at once. Like I said in the beginning, it's a, one of the more complex spreads. But as you also understand, it can actually give you a lot of insight to a conditions or a situation or a question that the person who it is about might have. You might ask, why do people want a tarot reading? And so many people say that it's about guidance. And it, some people want to know the future and uh, what they can, maybe if there's anything there that they might, uh, you know, a warning or something to look forward to and all that. Others just do it for entertainment because it's fun and tingling. Other does it because they don't know what to do in a certain situation. They don't know if they should do jump for something or, or run away from something. And when getting a tarot spread, that can help them in their decision making. And then there are a million different reasons why people find tarot readings and tarot cards so interesting. Now, some people are also asking if tarot cards are black magic or dark witchcraft. And I know this might trigger some of you, but there is no more darkness in tarot than it is in any religion we have today. And that's my opinion about it. Can it be trusted? Well, if you want to, you know, many things don't work if you don't believe in it. And if you believe in the divine, if you believe in spirits, if you believe in the universe, if you believe in a god, then would it be so crazy if tarot cards could be used as energetic tools to be getting communications from the other side? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> and some people ask, is it dangerous? I would say that tarot cards by themselves are not dangerous compared to any other spiritual tool out there. Can anyone use them? Well, the short answer is yes, but you need to be open to receive messages. Sometimes it's hard to read for yourself because it's hard to be objective. But I believe that if you really truly want to be connected with the other side through tarot cards, yes, I believe you could. As always, there is a lot to be said on the topic. And I find this topic one of the more interesting ones that I would love to dig in more deeply into. So you might actually get more episodes about tarot readings, but maybe also about other kind of tools that you can uh, use to connect with the other side and uh, see a little bit be behind and, and ahead. Let me know if you like this episode and if you would like to know more, just send me an email to hey at michelleadra.se. That's a Swedish hey, so H-E-J at michelleadra.se and don't forget to share my podcast with others if you think they will like it 
You can also find me on www.michelleadra.sc. Alrighty, lots of love and good vibes and please have a great time wherever you are. Till next time. Talk to you soon.